morning, afternoon, or evening for wherever you may be joining us from today. Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. through 25. Thank you to the team for helping us get into the presence of God today. The Bible says in Luke 8 and 22, it says, Now it happened on a certain day that he got into a boat, speaking about Jesus, with his disciples, and he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side of the lake. So he's telling them, we're going to go to the other side of the lake. And they launched out. But, someone say But. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. And a windstorm, a storm, whatever you want to call it, came down on the lake and they were filling with water. The boat was getting full of water. And they were in jeopardy. They were in danger. And they came to him and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water. And they ceased, and there was a calm. Someone say, there was a calm. But he said to them, where is your faith? And they were afraid and marveled, saying to one another, who can this be? For he commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. We're going to talk again today from this topic, help. Someone say, help. We need his help in this life. We need his help when storms begin to blow in our world. We need his help when things just kind of turn of events and things start going in a bad direction. Let's pray that God would speak to us through his word today. Jesus, God, we're grateful today that we can come again into your presence. Thank you for your word. God, I pray that it would speak to me today. Let it speak to every single one of us. Let your word, God, encourage us. Help us to know that you've got help for us, God, that you've got answers for us, that you're going to meet us, God, in our struggles and in our trials and in our storms. Be with us today, God, in this time. Be with everyone that's watching online, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Everybody said in Jesus' name, God bless you as you are seated. We've been talking about how we experience God's help in everyday life. And if we're going to live for God, if we're going to walk with God, if we're going to do this Christian life thing, and I pray everybody in the room wants to do this living for God thing, if you're going to do this, you're going to absolutely need His help. Do I get a witness? We're going to need the help of the Holy Ghost. We're going to need the help that's going to come from God Almighty, or we're going to make a big mess of it every time. All of us need help to change our sinful ways. 
I was talking to the class in Connections upstairs this morning, and I talked about this stuff right here. I want you to pinch yourself for a moment. Pinch that skin. This causes us a lot of trouble. Amen? It will lead you down the wrong pathway every time. And if you're going to live for God, if you're going to follow what thus saith the word of God and live a godly, holy life before Him, you are absolutely going to have to have His help. We're going to talk about that a little bit today. We need help in many areas, our weaknesses. We need help to change our sinful desires. We need help to direct our our steps before us. But today I'm going to talk about an area that we need help in, and that is the area of our fears. How, How many would be man or woman enough to admit to Pastor Steve and raise your hand and say that you have fears? I think it's, it's really a part of the human experience. We, we were all given that way to have that emotion of fear. Um, my staff has a way of um, teasing me a little bit about my fear of snakes. Okay, When I, like literally, uh, we were at our spot at Hikes Bay a few weeks ago, and my wife was walking out beside our place, to go to a meeting, and, and, and she walked out, and, and all of a sudden she was back inside, and she was flustered. And I'm thinking, what's going on? You were going to go, and she goes, there's a snake beside the place. Oh, Jesus, help me right now. I hate snakes. I don't like snakes. I don't like to look at pictures of snakes. I don't like snakes, okay? There's something that happens inside of me, and that, those are good fears, there are fears that are good. So I, I'm the, the man of the house, and I got to go take care of the snake. It wasn't even that big. It was, it, was just, it was skinny, and it was about a foot and a half long or so. But I don't care how big it is. They say they won't hurt you. I don't care. There is an emotion that, like literally, I, I feel it. It just immediately is. How many know what I'm talking about? You might not talk about with snakes, but you know when fear grips you. Okay? Now, now some fears are, God's put that emotion within us to alert us to like flee bad situations. And that's what I want to do. But I had to go deal with Mr. or Mrs. Snake. Trust me, they didn't live long. After that encounter, I will give you no more details. Fear is an emotion, but, but I'm talking not about the good fear that we can have today. I'm talking about fear that can grip you. Circumstances, situations, news that comes over your phone line or the doctor's office and you're told something you do not want to hear. There's an immediate fear that can grip your life, and it can paralyze you. How many have ever experienced that kind of fear? You know what? We as individuals, we usually experience fear three ways. When things get out of control, like 
Like stuff just starts happening and, and you can't do anything about it. Like that's when you kind of can get fear. We, we sometimes get fear when, when things, I can't fix something. Something has broken and I can't do anything about it. It's, it's also beyond my control. But I, I, I like to fix things, especially the guys in the room. We like to make things right and fix everything. When you can't fix a situation, that can grip you with fear. And we experience fear sometimes if we no longer see the future as a bright future. We, we, we're gripped with fear. We don't know what we're going to do. We don't know where we're going to turn. We don't know what the, the circumstances are going to hold for us as we move forward in life. Fear. And some of you in this room have experienced fear this year. I know you have. All of us have. You know what? If there was ever a time that I'm seeing people dealing with fear, it's now. We are dealing with a pandemic. And just when you thought that perhaps it was going to just go away, how many was hoping it was going to go away? Just when you thought things were like looking really kind of nice, all of a sudden those numbers that were doing this start doing this. Numbers are rising. I read one place this week that the highest day increase of people with a positive um, coronavirus test was the highest of any time since coronavirus has ever come into this part of the world happened this week. It's not what we like to hear. This week we've also heard that, you know, we might even have to start looking at further shutdowns again. I don't like the word shutdown. I, 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 that, that causes me to just like, no, no. We're all facing this. You know, even this week, we've heard that the President of the United States and the First Lady Melania Trump tested positive COVID-19. Someone who's in a very tight bubble. Of course, he gets out with a lot of people, but he's in a tight bubble in his bubble. And someone that's, everybody that comes around him is tested and it doesn't matter who comes into the room, they all got to have a negative test, and he's still in that very tight bubble, he gets coronavirus. Stuff like that can cause us to have fear. There are people here in this room, there are people watching online today, possibly even people upstairs in the overflow, that you are living with a tinge or a whole lot of fear because we're heading into the fall, we're heading into the cold months, and they're saying that we're heading into a second wave of coronavirus. So what can we do about all this? It's out of our control, right? I can't fix it. The future does not look that bright for fall 2020. What are my options? Well, I got a good option for you. Why don't we all go north somewhere in Ontario? We go get a cabin way up north and just go into seclusion. Now, we all can't go together. You've got to get your own cabin. That, that is an option. We can wait this thing out and hopefully that it passes and, you know, then we'll come back out of seclusion. Really, folks, that's not a very good option. 
We can just ignore everything and just do our thing and act foolishly and not follow protocols. I don't think that's a good option as well. Because we do know that there's been a lot of people who have died from coronavirus. I personally know people that I have been in their home. They are friends of mine that have died of coronavirus. So we, we, we can't act foolishly. We've got to take this thing very seriously. One of my friends who is um, in the USA, he teaches at Urshan where Brother Lewis is attending Urshan online right now. His name is Kevin Payne. He's an instructor there, professor there. He and his wife, Laura Payne, are both on staff of Urshan College. And he, he was putting out on his social media account a few weeks ago that their entire family came down with coronavirus. And they had to you know, be tested and they were positive and quarantined. And, and he was so upset. He went to his doctor. He says, doctor, how is this possible? He said, we, we social distanced. We wore masks. We washed our hands. We, we didn't do anything wrong. We did everything we were told to do. How is this even possible? You know what the doctor told him? It's okay. Everybody's going to get it. I know you don't want to hear that today. I don't want to get it, and I don't want you to get it. But this is what the doctor told Brother Kevin Payne. Even this week, one of the Canadian medical officials, I can't remember the guy's name, but I was reading an article that he says, we got to get away from looking at the numbers. He said, because we're doing more tests, so obviously there's more numbers now. He said, we got to get away from that. we got to get ready. Here's what he said in the article. we got to get ready to live with this thing and do life with it among us. Now, I know for some of us in this room and online, what I've just told you breeds even more fear. I am not to cause you to have more fear today. That's not my goal. I'm going to give you an an answer to the fears that we have. Because really, when we look at this thing, I I don't have to live in fear. I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to follow the protocols. I'm going to do my best to do what I need to do for me and my family. But listen, we cannot live life in seclusion. We cannot live life in fear. We cannot back away from what God's trying to do in this season. I believe God's got a plan and God's got a purpose and God's will is going to be accomplished through all of this. Now, the Word of God lets us know that God has an antidote to fear. Don't you want to know what the antidote to fear is? I I, I want to have the antidote. I don't want to live paralyzed by fear. I don't want to live just secluded and, and hunkered down that I can't live life. Now, we've all had to make changes, and I'm sure that those changes will continue at some level. But, but folks, as you make changes, don't go into hiding. Don't go into a fear standpoint. There, there's something that God offers as an antidote to fear, and that is his peace. Someone say peace. And this peace comes through the power of the Holy Ghost. And that's my message to you today. We're going to talk about that here in, in the next few minutes. 
We've been talking about the scripture and how that the Bible says he's going to send his spirit who's going to be a helper. Someone say helper. It's going to come to help us in every area of our lives, in everyday life, and the spirit is going to come and help us with our fears. Helper, I told you last week, is really a Greek word. Can anyone remember what the Greek word is in Greek? Parakletos. Good job, Brother Andrew. Someone say parakletos. God has sent the parakletos, the helper, to come alongside you. You know what this word means? It means the comforter. It means the strengthener, the helper, one who comes alongside in time of need. If we ever needed to have the parakletos, if we ever needed to have the helper to come, it's now. We need him to come alongside of us now. Now last week I read this verse and I'm going to read it again today. But then I'm going to read the second verse that I did not read last week and, and we're going to get some great information. Last week I read John 14 and verse 26. It says, read it with me out loud if you will. On the screen. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. So he's going to come. He's going to be the helper. It's the Holy Spirit that the Father is going to send in his name. Praise God. That is a great truth. We talked about that last Sunday. But let's move on to the next verse and see a little bit what the Spirit is going to give us. The next verse, 27, says, first word. What is the first word? Someone say that real loudly. It's peace I leave with you. Hallelujah. He didn't come to bring us fear. He came to bring us peace. And when you get the helper, when you get the parakletos, when you get the Holy Ghost, the Bible says he's going to give you his peace. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. It doesn't matter what happens in fall of 2020. It doesn't matter what comes on Canada, what comes on the GTA. We don't have to fear. We don't got to be troubled. We don't got to be afraid because we have his spirit. We have the Holy Ghost. And with that Holy Ghost, we have his peace. Hallelujah. I thank God for the peace that comes from the Holy Ghost. Praise God. So as a child of God today, I want to encourage you. You don't need to live in fear. You don't got to walk in fear. You don't got to think with a lot of fear. We can know that Jesus has told us he's come to bring his peace. He's come to give us peace. So we don't let our heart be troubled. We don't let our heart be caught up with a fear and a frightness because I'm a child of God. And I've got his spirit. And when you have his spirit, you have his peace. Man, it's a great package. Wow. Last week, I went over five benefits of having the spirit. Let me just I'll put this one screen up here for you, just so you can be reminded some of the things we talked about last week. You know, if you have the spirit of God, 
the benefits of it, you have power. The power of sin is destroyed in your life. That's the first benefit. The second one, you can have confidence that Christ lives in you and he's going to help you. You can have the knowledge that Jesus is returning one day for us and heaven is awaiting us. What a great power that gives us. We also have his quickening power that will resurrect us at the sound of the trumpet. When the trumpet sounds, that resurrection power, that quickening power is going to lift you off of this ground and cause you to go to meet the Lord in the air. It's God's supernatural power working in us and through us. These are some of the benefits. But this week, I'm going to focus on another great benefit that I didn't even talk about last week. It's experiencing, on the screen, it's experiencing the Spirit's help with my fears. What a great benefit that is. If I have the benefit of the Spirit, I can experience God's help with my fears. God's spirits, it it brings me God's peace. That's the truth that I want to convey here to us all today. I believe there are people here today that we need to experience a fresh touch of his spirit. Amen? There's people here today that we need to experience a fresh endowment of power from on high. Because when we get that spirit flowing in us, we have more of his peace flowing through us. Amen? So where does this fear come from? Fear does not come from God. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7, For God has not given us the spirit of fear. Who has not given us the spirit of fear? God. If you're you're operating in fear, if you're living in fear, guess what? It did not come from God above. He did not give you fear. So it came from somewhere else. God did not give us the spirit of fear, but he gave us a few other things. He gave us power. Someone say power. He gave us love. Someone say love. And he gave us a sound mind. Praise God. I I don't have to worry about this mind of mine because I'm operating and I'm flowing and I'm living in the power of the Holy Ghost. And the Bible says when you have the power of the Holy Ghost, he doesn't come to give you fear. He comes to give you power, love, and a sound mind. I thank God that I'm now governed by the power of the Spirit. I live in faith. I don't live in fear. Am I going to do things right when it comes to, you know, protocols? Absolutely. But I'm not going to operate in fear. I'm going to operate in faith in the Word of God. John 14, Jesus took time in this chapter to encourage his disciples. We already read one verse to you. I'll read it again. Well, verse 1 says this. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also. He said, don't let your heart be troubled. That's how he started the chapter off. Later on, we already read the verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give you. Let, your heart, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. If you're sitting here today or you're watching online and, and you're just full of fear, if you're afraid, if you're anxious, if you're worried, and I mean, there's lots to be worried about. If you want to be worried, be worried. And I mean, don't not think about it. Think about it, obviously. But don't let it control you. Don't let it paralyze you. If you're worried about the future, you're worried about the economy, maybe you're worried about your job or your family or your finances, we have to all take time to take account for all those things. But here's what I want to tell you. Jesus has promised us a gift. 
And this gift is, is the power of the Holy Ghost, yes. But along with the gift of the Holy Ghost, it's the gift of his peace. He's come to give us peace. God is not up there shaking his head wondering, what am I going to do? Coronavirus is all over the world. It's all over North America. It's all over Canada. The GTA, the numbers are, what am I? Oh no, what am I going? God's not doing that. Because he's God. He wasn't caught off guard with this. It wasn't like he didn't see it brewing on the horizon. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. God's not doing that. God is God. So through this, we must remember that God is in charge of everything. Nothing happens that he does not allow or instigate. He is a faithful God. He is a good God. He always has a plan. He's got a plan for you. He's got a plan for you. He's got a plan for every single one of us here, every single one watching online. He's got a plan. The Bible says he won't leave us. He won't forsake us. He'll be with us to the end of the age. He's working all things together for our good, the Bible says. If God be for us, who can be against us, the Word of God says. These are some truths in God's Word that lets us know and brings the peace of God into my life because I trust and I believe what thus saith the Word of God. I don't have to fear the current circumstances. You know, Way back in Isaiah, when Isaiah was prophesying about the babe that was going to be born in Bethlehem's manger, the Bible says you're going to call this baby a few things. Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. This baby that's born going to be born, this Messiah that's coming. One of his names is the Prince of Peace. Hallelujah. When we've got Jesus, we don't just have any old person on the planet. We have the Prince of Peace. And when Jesus came, he promised that he's going to live down inside of us. Remember those verses? John 14 and 16. We read this a few weeks ago. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, a parakletos, one who comes alongside, that he may abide with you forever, the Word of God says. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But Jesus says to the people, he says, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. It's even better than what he gave the Old Testament people. The Old Testament people, he said, I will be with you. Here's what it says in the word of God. God promised to be with those in the Old Testament. He says in Psalm 23, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. That's what God promised. He would be with them. He also promised in Isaiah 43, Old Testament, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. So that, that's the Old Testament. But I, something supernatural took place on the day of Pentecost because he was no longer going to be Jesus walking on the planet. He says, I'm going to go away, and I'm going to come back in the form of the Spirit, and I'm going to live inside of you. I'm, I'm dwelling with you, but I'm going to be inside of you. 
And so when he come to live inside of us, guess what? The peace of God now lives inside of you. It's just an amazing thing that we get to experience the peace of God. So you say, well, Pastor Steve, I got a lot of fear. Guess what you need? If you're full of fear, let something else fill you up. If you're full of the Holy Ghost, you will not be full of fear because the Holy Ghost brings God's peace. And when you have God's peace, fear has to go. So if you're saying, well, I'm experiencing a little bit too much fear right now, guess what? Get some Holy Ghost. Get under the spout where the water comes out. Amen? Let God's Spirit fill you. And when you have His Spirit, you, you also have the peace of God. Isn't that awesome? I thank God that he comes to help us with his peace. A couple more verses and I'll be winding this thing up. Romans chapter 14 and verse 17. The Bible says the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. It's not just eating and drinking. We'd like to do that too. Amen? Anyone with me? How many like to do some eating and drinking? We like to have fellowships, and we missed our fall harvest party this year because of coronavirus. That's always a wonderful time. And The kingdom of God is not meat and drink. But what is it? It's righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you get the Holy Ghost, we, we get a few things along. We get righteousness. I, my righteousness, the Bible says, is as filthy rags. But when I get the Holy Ghost, I get his righteousness. He doesn't look at me. He looks at the righteousness that he imputes to me. I, I have his peace. I have his joy. It comes through the Holy Ghost. Another verse in Romans chapter 15 and verse 13. I'm going to read this from the New Living Translation. It says, I pray God. The source of all hope will fill you completely. Someone say, fill me. What what do we want to be filled with? We're going to be filled with joy and peace because you trust in him. If you just look at the news, if you just scan all the social media junk that goes through and all the the posts of what's going on and how bad things are, if you just feast on that, I think most of us feast on it a little bit too much. If we do that, we're not going to have peace. But if we have our trust and our faith in Almighty God, He's the God of all hope. He's going to fill you with joy. He's going to fill you with peace. And the Bible goes on to say, look what it says in this verse. It says, then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Man, if you don't want the Holy Ghost, we need to have a little talking to. There's so many benefits that come through the Spirit of God. There's so much good that's for you when you have His Spirit. There's so many great things that come your way through the power of the Holy Ghost. Why on earth would you not want it? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we're not only full of peace and joy, but we now overflow with it with hope because we've got the power of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Brother Jonathan, whoever's going to come from music, I'm going to wrap this thing up. I'm going to just tell a few things about the text that I read at the beginning of the service. 
We read today's text, Luke chapter 8. Simple story in the Word of God. You've heard it many, many times. These disciples were with Jesus. They were ministering, and Jesus says, we're going to get in this boat, and we're going to go to the other side. So they're in the boat with Jesus. I just want to tell you today, first of all, all of us need Jesus in our boats. Don't don't try to do this life thing without Jesus. You need him in your boat. Because storms will come. There's nothing you can't get through if you've got Jesus in your boat. Okay? Storms typically appear out of nowhere. You've been out, you've seen it in this beautiful day, and all of a sudden, boom, where did that come from? Apparently, the storm showed up unexpectedly. And storms will come in our lives unexpectedly. None of us at the beginning of 2020 were expecting a 2020 like this one. Amen? We were just planning for this year of vision and, you know, 2020, it's, oh, well, isn't it amazing? It's going to be 2020 vision and it was just going to be this great, did the storm show up out of nowhere? Caught us by surprise. The word of God lets us know that tribulations will come. Can come in a phone call. You can go to the doctor for a visit. It can come can be one virus, one pandemic. The Word of God lets us know that storms are going to come in many different forms. John chapter 16 and verse 33 says, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Jesus said, in me you have peace. He also said in the very same verse, in this world you're going to have storms. In this world you're going to have tribulations. In this world you're going to have troubles that will appear. There's going to be a trial that takes you off guard. But we can have confidence if Jesus is in our boat. We can face any storm if Jesus is with us. If Jesus tells us we're going to the other side, guess what? We're going to the other side. These guys, these disciples, I'm sure they tried to do whatever they could to help out in the situation. But the water just kept getting more in the boat. I'm sure they were trying to get the water out and Jesus was asleep. And we got to go wake him up because we need him to help us. At least they turned to the right place for help. As we conclude this time together, I want us to know that we must recognize that Jesus Christ is our source, our only source of help in times of need. When there's fear, when the winds and waves are crashing, we need a Jesus. We need the Spirit of God to come and speak a peace into our situation. 
The Bible says in this passage that Jesus rebuked the wind and the waves. I'm so glad that I, I serve a God that can take care of the situation. He can speak and there can be a calm. Have anyone here today ever experienced the calm that can come when Jesus speaks into your life? I'm so thankful today that we can experience the supernatural gift of his peace. I've got one more verse of scripture I want to read. This is powerful. I think I saw at least one person in our church today focus on this verse on social media this week. Here's what it says, Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6. Don't worry about anything. That needs to stop us right there. What are you worried about? What are you fretting about? What situation are you dealing with at your home, in your finances, on your job that you're worried about? The Word of God is real. It's not just an old book from an old time. It's a living Word of God. Paul is writing, and guess where he's writing from? He's writing from a, a jail cell. And he's saying, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. If you're going to talk to anybody about what's going on in your world, if you're going to go to anyone and talk and complain, go to God. He can handle it. Take your troubles to Him. Take your situation to Him. Take your frets and worries to Him and say, this is what I'm concerned about, Jesus. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and then thank Him for all He's done. How many here would say, Jesus has done a whole lot in my life? begin to thank him for his blessings and thank him for his answered prayers in the past. And then verse 7, then, someone say then, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. It's not the peace of Steve. It's not the peace of Andrew. It's not the peace of Kirk. It's not the peace of Jeremy. It's not the peace of Ruth. It's not the peace of Wendy. It's the peace of God. I'm thankful today that even when I can't explain it, situations might be a mess. My job might not have worked out. Things not, might, might not be right at home. My body might, they might say I've got issues. But guess what? There's a peace that can come that you can't explain. You know why you can't explain it? Because it's supernatural. It's the peace of God. It, it's something that, it's the gift that comes from heaven. And we can experience that peace today. I'm going to invite you to stand right now where you're at. Hallelujah. Those of you that are watching at home, I know that some of you are experiencing fears and anxieties. You're, you're, you're frustrated with some things. Some of you in this room, you've got some things to be worried about. But I want to just encourage you today, if you need his feet, if you need his peace, he can come and he can give it to you. You don't have to live in fear. He is the Prince of Peace. He can speak peace to your troubled situation. Amen? So what does the Bible say to do? We, we read it here in Philippians. It says, don't worry about anything. Someone say, don't worry about anything. 
what you can do is pray about everything. We're going to take a moment here. We're going to pray. We're going to pray about everything. We're going to tell God what we need. And then we're going to thank Him. So I want you right now, whoever you are, wherever you're at, here or at home or upstairs, I want you to think about a situation that's been bothering you, a situation that's been fretting you, something that you don't know how it's going to turn out, you have no control over, and you've been a little worried about it. Right now, we're going to, we're going to focus, and we're not going to worry about it. We're going, to, we're going to give it all to God. We're going to begin to pray right now. I want you to lift your hands where you're at. I want you to begin to talk to God about it. I want you to tell Him what you need. I want you to just say, God, this is where I'm at. This is my situation. He already knows. But, but he does something when we acknowledge it. Hallelujah. God, we're beginning to let you know right now in this place. God, those that are watching online, we're beginning to pray. We're beginning to, God, give it all to you. God, there's some things that we've been afraid of. There's been some things that we've been worried about. There's some, been some things, God, that we're got a little frustrated with, God. Lord, I haven't had the peace that I needed. God, today we're just giving it to you, God. We know that, God, all we need is a little bit more of your spirit. God, I want to take my fear and get it gone, and I want to be full of the Holy Ghost today. In the name of Jesus. That's right, church. Someone's releasing some fear right now. Someone is latching on to the Word of God. You're latching on in faith to what the Scripture says. You're wanting to experience that peace. Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message spoke into your life, your heart, or whatever situation you may be going through. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at lifechurch.ca on Instagram. And on Facebook, just search Life Church and you will find our navy blue logo with the letters LC in the middle. Now before you go, we ask if possible from whatever platform you may be listening to us on, give us a rating or a review or even both, and share this message with someone so that they can be impacted by the gospel of the love of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your support and love you all. Have a wonderful week and God bless.